All right, you ready? Ready or not, here we come. Here we come. Season. Trace. Oh my gosh. How did we get here? It's gone by so fast. I know. I feel like we just were making the plan for season two. Yeah. Just getting a routine of it and just oh gosh. knock out. That's facts. Oh, so good. Um. So. We have a few things. I hate when people do this to me, but I'm gonna do it to everyone. <laughs> we might have very exciting news yes. coming your way soon. Yes. Uh, kind of soon. Semi soon. Semi soon. In the works. Definitely. Um, so there's that. Can't say much more because just can't. Mm -hmm. um, next thing. We really need for everyone is listening to share with everyone that you know or mm -hmm. on your social media and please leave reviews. Yes. And we're always open to constructive criticism because we want to do the best that we can do for y'all. Um, and then there was one other thing. What am I forgetting? That's it. Like, share, subscribe, season leave a review. Three. Season three. We gotta figure out how we enter the podcast for um the awards. Oh yeah. Because I think we need to start doing that now. Ask Hale. She'll know. Well, it's on that site. Remember the site I sent or yeah. whatever? I think all the, the instructions are on there. Okay. But we, we gotta should do sign that. up. Yeah, we'll share stuff with with y'all please go vote for us when we do share that stuff mm -hmm. um and then oh it was a who sent us this case oh drew sent us this case um it was so compelling this was while we were off last week um and i was just like oh my gosh i got totally like engulfed in it. yeah engulfed yeah. obsessed with it because it's twins evil twins did a whole shocker show on it <laughs> And they're from Tennessee. So thank you, Drew, for sending us this case. And if you know any Tennessee cases or anywhere, we would love to hear from it because uh, we get a lot of those messages. It's really nice yes, nice to hear definitely. what people want to hear. And we'd love to produce That's that for you. Facts. Um, I know we mentioned it before, but I want to mention it because this is episode one of season three. But... Angel Bumpus, who we we covered her whole case trial. She was wrongfully convicted of murder. She was our very, very, very first case. Her, all charges have been dropped. Mm -hmm. She is a free woman and gets to go back to her kids. And I'm very excited about it still. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I lost my pen. <laughs> there it is. Okay, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the pen is Ooh. crucial. For I this. have to doodle or, yeah. or I get distracted. Okay, so this case is really interesting. This is um, twins, like like we said. It's Pete and Pat Bondurant. How did you pronounce it? I said Bondurant, but that could be... Um, That's how it looks, Bondurant. Yeah, but... I think 
considering we're from Tennessee, I would guarantee I probably don't pronounce it that way. Right. Um, so this is from Elkton, Tennessee. Pat and Pete Bondurant were born April 4th, 1955. Elkton, Tennessee is like between... Chattanooga and Memphis, basically. Yeah, it's it's directly south of Nashville. Right, exactly. Directly south. There's a river that runs there. It's right on the Tennessee-Georgia line. Yeah, yeah. Or the Tennessee-Alabama line. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, grew up in Elkton. They lived on a farm. Their parents were Peter Hugh. He went by Hugh Sr. He was a contractor for the U.S. military. And his wife, Sydney, who was a school teacher. Again, they lived on a farm. As young boys, they started harming farm animals. And there were even reports that the boys ran over a cat with a lawnmower. You know, I think I'm going to buy like a little sponge or a little, you know, styrofoam sphere that you'd make a science project with Mm -hmm. the plants on, you know, and red flags. Yeah. So we can put red flags in as... That would be satisfying. It would be. Yeah. Because I've already got a few. <laughs> the, yeah. And we're only a little bit in. <laughs> I know. We're in the first part of this. Yep. Um, so, harming animals, obviously, red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, in school, because they were big children, they got bullied a lot. And their father, who was a military contractor and an alcoholic, um was really the abusive. Hard, yeah, yeah, abusive. The hard hand. Red flags. Yeah. Um the boys would read like paperback books on the bus and they would sit in the same seat, which they were big, so they yeah. would get picked on a lot for that, like just like being out because they because they were both of larger size. Yeah. They took up one probably room that adults would take up right yeah see and that's where i'm i've been saying this as we've talked about this case i'm like it's who would who would bully the guy that's gonna squash you like a bug yeah much less two of them i know that's crazy but they were picked on a lot um by the time they were in middle school the boys weighed like 250 pounds and they started getting into a lot of fights being picked on or whatever yeah they finally probably hit puberty and realized they weren't going to take that shit anymore (laughs) yeah um pete was the more dominant twin he was like a hothead he fought a lot and pat was always there to back him up and vice versa if pat was in an altercation pete was there to back him up um they just grew and grew and grew as they go through their school age by high school um They were still getting bullied, but not as much because they had a reputation at this point. And they got into drugs so that they could be more popular in in their social scenes, like with girls or being at parties or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they got into like selling drugs and doing drugs in high school. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Sounds like terrible fun. Yeah. Um, so for the, after they started selling drugs, they, for the first time ever, started finding out that the girls were more interested in them. Um, that's kind of sad though. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking like, man, they thought the girls were interested in them. Yeah. The girls weren't interested in them. Mm -hmm. 
that kind of sucks. Um, At the age of 18, after they graduated high school, they split, which is also crazy because normally twins, sometimes twins want to do that, but sometimes it makes things really hard when they're off on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, But Pat went to a community college for a year, and then he began working at a rubber plant not condoms, <laughs> just rubber in general. Um, I don't know. Make they condoms. probably do make some something to do oh with condoms. Um, but one day after he got into a car accident, he was basically in a fender bender. This girl hit him. After that happened, the girl that was driving the car, he ended up marrying her. Mm-hmm. So... Again, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Denise. And three years after the car accident, they got married. Pete took a different route after high school. He became he became um, kind of undetermined to really do anything. He didn't really have goals. Uh, I would say kind of just living day to day. He like couch hopped place to place didn't really have like a home uh just honestly completely different than his brother um he did end up getting a job as a truck driver and then in 1975 pete was living in cincinnati ohio with two other roommates and one night pete his roommates and then the roommate's girlfriends what were they both both girlfriends there I th- uh, the think two roommates' girlfriends, but Pete, Pete didn't have a girlfriend, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, they basically were having a small party at their apartment. The roommates and their girlfriends and Pete. Uh, they were drinking, smoking. When they ran out of cigarettes, the two girlfriends, so the roommates' girlfriends, left to go get more cigarettes. And honestly, probably who knows what else. Mm-hmm. And when the girls got back to the apartment... The door was locked, and they knocked on the door. Pete opened it and was standing there covered in blood with a knife that was also covered in blood. The girls obviously called police. Uh, When the police arrived, Pete admitted to stabbing them, but he claimed that it was self-defense. One victim died, and the other one was injured obviously but pete was sentenced to seven to 25 years and he got out on parole after just five years he petitioned to serve parole in tennessee so he moved back to elkton tennessee and moved in with his brother pat and pat's wife denise a brief pause for our sponsors (laughs) for all of our sponsors we're we're making manifesting sponsors (laughs) Pat welcomed Pete back, but Denise was not very happy to have her brother-in-law in her home. Mm-hmm. Wonder why. <laughs> They're bad influence on each other, Avi. Oh, yes. That's crazy. Um, I also did want to say there was something you mentioned. So it was they claimed that he said it was self-defense, but the autopsy mm-hmm. one of the roommates was sleeping. the one yeah the one that died right i don't know if it was the one that died or because i could never get their names but one of them was asleep so it wasn't obviously yeah right 
And it's not it's not cool that he served five years when he was sentenced to seven to twenty five, like for brutally murdering, murdering someone. Yeah. And, not and wanting to murder two another people. One. Yeah. 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 So obviously Pete was just a bad influence on Pat. Pete um, goes back to what he knows, selling drugs, you know, after prison. Um, Pete and Pat kind of, like, go back to when they were reunited. It's like oil and water, like, you know, it's just bad news. Yep. So they were kind of known as the drug lords of Elkton because of their selling drugs, obviously, and their size. Like, they were the... And they're violent. They're violent, Yeah. Um, they used their size to imitate others and obviously sell drugs. Pat and Denise, the husband and wife, and Pete, the brother, lived in a really pretty house. It was um, a two-story house right off the main road, and it was across the street from a popular gentleman's club called the Booby Bungalow. The <laughs> I can't. Oh my gosh, the booby bungalow, which was very popular for them because, like, they could go sell their drugs there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ooh, that's so, it's kind of clever, though. <laughs> it really is kind of clever. It's kind of funny. So, one night, um, they decide they're going to have a party at their house, invite everyone from the, the booby bungalow and their <laughs> friends over to their house because it's right across the street. So, um, Gwen Duggar. And her brother show up to their house because the brother had left their car there. It had broken down or something. Their car, His car was there. And so they were coming to the house to pick up the car. And Gwen gets chatting with the twins and gets into the party scene and yeah. wants to stay. So um, her brother didn't want to leave without her, but she wanted to stay. So the twins were like, no, 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 it's okay. We'll bring her home. We'll bring her home later. Like, don't worry about it. So they got Gwen drunk on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, she was out of it. And oh, I think this is where I wanted to mention and why drugs. we found figured out what it was. They were so they dealt oh, yeah. um, Valium, cocaine, and Dilaudid. So Valium is like a muscle relaxer sometimes can be used for say anxiety or um like panic attacks uh severe anxiety mm-hmm. muscle relaxer then obviously cocaine is cocaine did you know cocaine was a legal drug back in the day yeah like they used to use it for like children's medicine or mm-hmm. like people's medicine yeah it's insane uh-huh and um Dilaudid is like is basically a painkiller so an upper, so, a downer, and a painkiller. And alcohol. And downer. alcohol. So who who knows if that's what all was in her system, right. but we're talking uppers, downers, alcohol. Not good. Terrible Mm-mm. combination. Yeah. Um, Gwen was a pretty petite woman. She was also a mother. Um, so she's there partying and, um, you know, Pete and Powder, like just feeding her, uh, like, everything to pretty much make her unconscious. Yeah. Like, to just be a zombie. Yeah. Um, So, Pete, the older, more dominant, named after his father. The firstborn. Yeah. He decides he's going to take Gwen after she's out of her mind, 
into the bathroom and he rapes her. Then his twin brother wants to get in on the action while his wife is in the house, which is disgusting. Mm -hmm. So Pete rapes Gwen in the bathroom. Then Pat does the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's late at night, you know, probably all the party goers have gone except Mm -hmm. for the four people that are in the house. And Denise goes looking for her husband, like, come to bed, like, whatever. And Denise actually catches Pat and Gwen in the bathroom naked. And she's infuriated like anyone would be. She leaves because she's so angry. So Denise is obviously in. Did you want to drink that first? No, it's empty. (laughs) Denise was um, furious, so she leaves. Like, she's mad, whatever. When she comes back, though. Well, why did she come back? Because that's where she lives. Maybe she didn't have any place to go. I don't know. She goes back, though. Like, that's her. her. That's why my mom always said you need your driver's license, $20 bill. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. So she goes back and she sees that Gwen is still there because she's unconscious and has been raped twice like yeah. hello like <clears throat> who knows if it was just twice too right like we don't know that uh-huh. um <clears throat> so she is even more mad and is yelling at gwen like you need to leave get out of here what are you still doing here but you slept with my husband whatever mm-hmm. so as she's yelling at gwen it stirs up pat and pete in the house and pat denise's husband comes up as she's yelling and berating this girl with an axe and tries to hand it to her and denise is like absolutely not i don't need that what are you like i just want her to leave like i don't want any ill will for her i just want her gone and so he's like okay and he uses the axe and um right in front of her right in front of her unalives her and pat has never shown this kind of behavior before and it scares Denise. Except for the farm animal thing. Except for like, like when yeah. with his brother. Yeah, like Pete was obviously murdered someone in a, and injured someone else by stabbing them, but Pat mm-hmm. had always kind of been straighter than him, like right. on, on the right road. Straight and narrow, yes. Yeah. More than his brother, at least. So... <sighs> Um, and then P comes in. Yeah, P comes in and is like, we need to put her out of her misery and shoots her a couple times. So the boys, Pat and Pete, Denise stays and cleans up because she's scared out of her mind. Like, oh my gosh, if they can do this to this woman, they can do this to me. The two boys take Gwen's body down to the Elk River in Elkton um, and they burn her body. To almost, like, cremation level. This was, like, all night. Yeah. Why do we do this? We're sick people. We're not, but these people are actually sick. Like, it's so bad. And is it bad that in my head, I'm like, I wish a motherfucker was. Yeah. Because... They're not get. I might die, but they're not getting away uninjured. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. It's just not happening. Yeah. But I think this is the part where we say, this is why you don't do drugs. Like, mm-hmm. you can't defend yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you cannot trust people. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. Yeah. But, like, what kind of monsters are they? This is bad. The worst kind. Because there's two of them. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, obviously, like Nat said, Denise was scared shitless. Yeah. And, um, basically, she is stays to clean up the house. She's kind of forced to clean up the house while they handle the rest of whatever business they think they're in. And then on May 31st of 1986, a few months after Pat threatened his wife, Denise, and he beat her, beat her up bad while she was pregnant with their child. Mm. She finally leaves. Yeah. Again, why didn't she leave before? Domestic violence is an odd, odd, odd it thing. Is. And it does weird things to your mind and you feel like you can't. And I And you feel like you're gonna die if you do if or you die do if you or don't. don't. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So do the safer option. I don't know. I think maybe because I've dealt with abuse from a boyfriend mm-hmm. prior. And I, I have too. I truly think that when she got pregnant. She thought it was going to go away and change. Mm-hmm. And again, people are listening. Is This has nothing to do with Ryan Edwards. <laughs> he is not the one. <laughs> okay. I promise you. Yeah. But I think she thought that when she got pregnant. Things would change. Things would change. And it would be the white picket fence and everything would go back to normal. And they could forget what had happened mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think. For women, that's the go-to or the victim in a domestic mm-hmm. situation that is abusive and toxic. The victim thinks that these big life things are going to make it all change. Yeah. Whereas for the the perpetrator, the the abuser, it makes it it escalates it. Right. Like, oh, did you forget how badass I am? Yeah. Did you forget the control I have over you? Did you forget what I did to that girl? Yes. Like, he has, he's holding all the cards. He's holding everything. I think that's very consistent with abusive partners. Oh, for sure. The second you think, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. I've tried everything to make them not be this way, but this is going to be it. Having a baby. Getting married. Mm -hmm. Uh, taking whatever step moving to another location Mm -hmm. away from friends and family that maybe aren't the best influences all the things but I think it only heightens it Mm -hmm. because the abuser feels like they're losing control yeah when big things happen Mm -hmm. right right that that's just it's textbook yeah it really is textbook (sighs) so of course he Beats the crap out of her while she's pregnant, and she finally leaves. Pat is even more mad now. Like he's on, he's on another level. He's on mm-hmm. drugs. He's drinking a lot. He's going he's down. Feeling his, like he's losing control. He's losing. He lost his wife and his she's baby. Seen him do this, yeah. And she's gone now. And she's left. And he's still on drugs and drinking, and yeah, yeah all the great things that mm-hmm. everyone should do. No, um, but like he went like off. Off his rocker. Facts. Literally 
rocking chair will come back into the story. Off it of does. his rocking It does. <laughs> so he's lost his mind. And on top of that, he's drinking. He's doing drugs. But he's doing super weird, bizarre things. Mm. A co-worker, Ronnie Gaines, mentioned that Pat would eat raw meat at lunch. Like, bring raw hamburger meat. Oh. In... It, and like sit and eat it oh at my lunch. Gosh. I could throw up right now. That's facts. Oh. <sighs> okay. One day, Pat's wallet went missing, and he Pat blames Ronnie, who was cashing checks for him. Yeah, like Ronnie couldn't get a bank account or what something was wrong, and and Pat would like take his check and then cash it and then give him the check. So he he. Ronnie was basically taking his check for him, cashing it. Right. And so, obviously, Ronnie took the wallet in a a drug and induced mind. Like, but also, like, eating raw meat. Like, no, but I also, I'm like, Ronnie was sketchy, too. Like, why couldn't he cash his own check? True. Or was he getting paid under the table? Or was it drug deal stuff? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, Like, nothing adds up. Yeah. Except for the fact that it seems like Ronnie Gaines could actually put a couple sentences together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It seems like it might have been criminal behavior, but not at a violent level. It was probably petty. Right. Like, here, I'm going to sell you some pot and you just give me some money out of your paycheck. Yeah. Like, but I can't cash my checks because yeah. if I get a bank account then they're going to know where I live because yeah. I have a DUI and a blah blah you know yeah. just shit like that like, yeah. all of it not okay the way it's lining up but at least Ronnie can speak and like yeah. and actually yeah. makes sense more normal than yes. Pat so they get together for a poker night because like <sighs> Pat's out for Ronnie, yeah. because he stole his wallet. Yeah. So, at this, at this poker night, he ends up killing him by beating him to death with a rocking chair. This was in October of 1986. Pat then calls his twin brother, Pete. They proceed to cut his body up, burn it, and also set his house on fire to get rid of the evidence what a loony couple insanity they obviously got caught because they're idiots on drugs and uh, they're I monsters know. yeah like first of all we we were having this conversation earlier today i won't even let somebody kill a spider in the floor she wouldn't let me i, I can't let my up. kids step on ants like if we're going to take a life, it has to be because it's a part of the food chain. You're going to eat it. Like, if nothing's harming you, I mean, don't get me wrong. If spiders, like, on you, you sometimes you, know, you don't have to yeah, do that. Yeah. How do you harm farm animals when ever, but when you live on a farm? I don't know. Oh, gosh. This happens, though. This happens a lot. I, and I was also telling, like, frog gigging, like, we have mm-hmm. a pond. Mm-hmm. 
if my kid, if we go frog gigging or if Bentley has friends over and I take them frog gigging at night, they know we will cook that frog and eat it. Yeah. And we do because you're not going to take a life to not nourish your own body. Right. It's got to be the circle of life. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you harm farm animals? (laughs) How? For not of the sole purpose of nourishing. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Like, yeah. uh, okay, so we've got two guys in the apartment with Pete stabbed, one stabbed to death, one injured. We have a girl raped, who knows how many times, drugged, raped, killed with an killed axe, killed with and an shot. axe, and shot to death. We <laughs> have. A pregnant woman who has been married to one of them for years now, beat up, and then a co-worker that was, seems to be somewhat of a friend, not just like an acquaintance, mm-hmm. beat to death with a rocking chair. This is obviously, at, they, they moved up from farm animals mm-hmm. onto humans. That's how a lot of people... Serial yep. killers and yes. murderers. That's how they yes. that's how they start. So watch out for that. It says the twins were eventually brought to justice after finding evidence in their house and TBI used Denise's testimony. So Pat's wife. Mm-hmm. She flipped. She was finally like, let me tell you. I hope they gave her protection. Oh, they did. They gave her immunity for all things. But I mean like oh like Witness protection. Yeah, like relocation. Maybe not witness protection, but like relocation Mm -hmm. and set up somewhere very far away. Um, Her ex-husband, Pat, got life. He will not be released until 2069, so 2069. Pete spent almost 30 years in jail, and he was, in fact, released at Christmas time. In 2016. That's scary. He's out. The dominant twin is out. I wonder if he like scary. changed his name or moved away from here because his name is so prolific. Like, I want to know where he is. I don't. <laughs> I just want to know if he's close to me. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee is not that big of a state geographically, but... No. Yeah. I I want to know where he is only if he, to know that he is very far, far away. Far away. Yeah. Because nope. <laughs> no. Not doing it. No. <laughs> so Whoa, yeah. This is sketchy. Peter and Pat Bond Durant. Look them up. You can watch them on uh Evil Twins on Discovery. Um our neighbors. Why do they always fight? I don't know. Is it who is it a man and a woman? Yeah, but that sounds like they're joking or something. No. No. They're gonna be. We're gonna we're cover gonna their to, story yeah, one day. We are. They fight every day. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't think you can hear it though. Like I think just we can hear it, but if you can, let us know. Crazy. It's loud, yeah. It's scary. We've almost called 911 several times. Yeah. 
No, it's that bad. It's scary. Once, I mean, we don't know them, so like we just kind of play it by ear, but. <laughs> okay. Like, that one time I actually had 911 dialed on my Oh, phone. yeah, for sure. Several times. Um, make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe, leave us a, a review on um, whatever podcast uh, platform you're listening on. Um, yeah, so season three starts Here now. we Yeah, with this crazy bunch. I know. <laughs> All right, if you're going to be an asshole, be a funny one. Mm, don't do drugs. Oh, don't, do, don't do that. Don't That's, do them. Don't do them. This is the expired podcast. Bye.